0: hey guys it's me jenna hartley welcome to heart to heart this is the place to be if you want to be inspired be empowered and find ways to embrace the strong woman i know you already are so buckle up and let's get ready to discover our inner badasses Hi guys, I'm Jenna Hartley. Welcome to Writer Wednesdays, a weekly chat with my author friends. It's a chance to get to know some of the writers behind your favorite stories as well as hopefully discover some new to you authors. This week's guest is Cambria Hain. Cambria. (laughs) Cambria. I'm sorry. Um, and she's a best-selling novelist of more than 50 titles. She went to college for a bachelor's degree, couldn't pick a major, and ended up with a degree in cosmetology. So rest assured, her characters will always have good hair, which I totally appreciate. Um, besides writing Cambria loves um a pumpkin spice latte, staying up late, sleeping in, and watching K-drama until her eyes won't stay open. Thanks so much for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: It's always funny to hear your own bio, right? And then you're like, oh,
1: yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's still true.
0: (laughs) Glad to hear it. Yeah. Um, It's funny because I I always, you know, check everybody out like in depth. Um, We'll just say it. I'm stalk you guys right before the uh, interview. And so it's funny, the stuff that I I pull up. So I I actually read that you're afraid of um, chickens, chickens, which... I do want to talk about because I have a bird fear, and I talked to Amy Dawes, and she has a bird fear, and so it's real. Comparing notes to see, like, well, maybe I'm not, you know, crazy or whatever.
1: (laughs) No, yeah, it's a, it's like a real thing. I've been scared of birds, I think probably my whole life, Um, and especially chickens. And I don't, I don't know why. I just think they're creepy. They freak me out. (laughs) I feel like it's the beak and the beak. And the feet. The yeah. feet are just like, like, you know what I mean? They're so creepy. And like, my uncle growing up, he always had those big, the parrots that talk, you know, and they like sit on your shoulder. And he would like come to our house and it would be sitting there and it would like stare at me. I would leave the room. I'd be like, I cannot. I'm like. <laughs> Like, one time it flew, it flew from his shoulder to me, and I literally, like, I had a nervous breakdown. I started screaming and dropped to the floor, and my dog got up to protect me, and then he was mad because the dog was trying to get the bird, and I'm like, the dog's just trying to protect me because I'm having a cow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just go to my room now. I can't even be here. (laughs) That's awful, and I mean, yeah, you had a good dog, but wow, yeah, I mean, mine is- like all birds, but especially, you know, like seagulls and do you have yes. like grackles? You go to them? the
1: beach and they like swarm you for like food and it's scary. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, I duck behind people, but it's hard because i like trying not to show my daughter that I'm afraid of it. But the other day she's like, shoe bird, shoe. And I'm like, yes. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> You know, I don't have a dog, but I have a daughter who's like, a bird. yeah, I like
1: my husband just scares him off now because I like I dive behind him. I'm like, I cannot, I
0: just they're creepy. Yeah, yeah it's funny. Uh, we went to New Zealand because my in laws lived in Australia for a while, and yeah, it was like they have no like snakes and venomous things and you're like, Yay, but they have like I think like the most birds in the world and you're just like ah! like for someone like us, that's yeah a little terror inducing. But everyone's like, that's people. so crazy. Why
1: would you be afraid of a chicken? Like
0: Look <laughs> That Why thing comes you you to know? me, I'm peeing my pants. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry I had to ask um sure. I feel like I don't always meet people with bird fear so. Yeah, know. it's kind of rare, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, anyways, maybe we can form an author club, authors who are afraid of birds. (laughs) (laughs) it would be an interesting group. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um, well, uh, during your writing career, you've written many genres, including new adult sports romance, um, MM or male-male romance, sci-fi thriller, suspense, contemporary romance, and young adult. So I'm curious if you have a favorite of those, or if you find it difficult to switch between them, or if you really kind of don't switch as much anymore.
1: Um, well, I started out in young adult, which is like 10 years ago, so I haven't really written young adult in many, many years, but um, I do switch out, you know, between contemporary and mm, and which, I really hate to even call MM like it's I know it's its own genre but to me MM is just another romance novel do you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying like it's not I don't really you know I don't label my male female books as MF like I feel like but you know I understand so <clears throat> um but yeah I do switch around in that I think I have one sci-fi mostly I write contemporary I like mystery thriller um mm-hmm. I really like suspense um I would honestly say probably my favorite genre to write in is M.M. (laughs) Um, I really, I really like, I don't know why. I just really love that genre. Um, But I like, I like everything. (laughs) That's, that's why I just jump everywhere because I'm interested in everything. I, you know, if it's a good story, then I don't care what it is. As long as it's a good story, you know, as long as it's entertaining, why not?
0: (laughs) I love that, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I'm kind of passionately curious about a lot of subjects, right, uh, kind yeah. of like, like, hobbyist or whatever, uh, and so I feel like that's you with your, your genres, it's like, well, if it sparks my interest, why wouldn't I pursue it, and yeah. Sure, why not?
1: Yeah. like you know i every all of them have romance in them so i yes. guess you can say i'm just a romance writer i'm an equal opportunity
0: romance writer <laughs> <I like laughs> romance it. everywhere everyone gets a love story yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're like the oprah of, of romance you get that's a love right thing. you get a yeah <laughs> this alien you get a love story <laughs> an alien? is that part of your sci-fi uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have a standalone. It's a, that's my sci-fi. He's an uh, alien. Did you like writing
0: that? Because I, I guess I wonder, like, how much are you into sci-fi generally? I what actually
1: am not into sci-fi. I don't have anything against it. I just, obviously, I like it because I wrote one, but um, I, that's like not really a genre that I like would pick up and read or anything, but I went through this phase. I don't know. It's a couple, so, a while ago, a few years ago, um, I went through this phase in the summer, and I'm like, I'll be honest, was like, I'm gonna write an alien porn, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Who? Like, okay, okay, Cambria, write an alien porn. So I'm like, I'm gonna and I'm gonna write a serial. It it was originally released as a serial novella mm-hmm. in three parts, mm-hmm. and I've since combined it and just it's one novel. But um, and I just released them back to back over the summer, and um, yeah, I just. I don't know. I just got the idea of I'm like, I'm just going to write an alien book. And
0: <laughs> was it what you thought? Was it fun to write? Or do you it,
1: was like it was fun. It was, um, I would say it's probably my most um, like risque. Like I write a lot of sex and stuff like that, obviously romance, but this one's more like I don't know, just like more, it's not weird. It's just more risque, I guess, for me. Like, and I, like I told my daughter, I'm like, this is the only book I have mine I don't want you to read because I would probably be embarrassed if you read it. (laughs) I'm like, like, you can read all my other stuff fine, but this one, it's a little weird. (laughs) Like, it was a phase of mine, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, people, like, you know, have different phases in their life, I had an alien phase, I don't really know, I, <laughs> it was a
0: short-lived phase, it sounds like, but that's funny. Yes,
1: it was only one, one book, but, I mean, I enjoyed it, and got it out of my system, I guess, you know?
0: Great, yeah, well, you never know, uh, it could have been, like, your next, you know, new obsession, or whatever, um. I guess I wonder, have you, do you feel like you have found more success in one of your niches than the others? And if so, like, does it surprise you which one it is? Um, obviously, um, I
1: have, I, my most popular series is the Hashtag series. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a sports romance, contemporary sports romance. The first book is called Hashtag Nerd. And a lot of people refer to it as the nerd series (laughs) Um, or, you know, it's the hashtag series. And um, I, my spinoff of that is my MM series, which is Mm -hmm. the gear shark series. And it also has a hashtag in front of it. So people kind of lump both of those together. Um, But it is, it's a sport romance and it starts out with the whole um, nerd jock, like trope.
0: Mm -hmm. um, And it
1: kind of goes into that and um, it follows um two two couples in the hashtag series and then but there's another couple in there that spin off into the gear shark series mm-hmm. but that is my most popular series that is the one that people continuously ask for more of um i've written i think eight books in the hashtag series and seven seven books in the gear shark series and people still ask for more and i'm like oh my goodness you guys <laughs> how flattering and, um I don't really think that it's really surprising that that's probably the most because I think sports romance is like really popular right now. I think mm-hmm. that's a really popular um genre. Um but yeah. So I that doesn't really surprise me but sometimes I'm like I have other books.
0: <laughs> Check them out including aliens. <laughs> I usually don't tell people about that one. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, we'll downplay the aliens. There no, ones. it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, I've definitely seen the hashtag series around, and I love the covers for the um, Gear Shark. It's funny because when I first saw them, I was like, "Wait, is that a magazine?" Or a magazine, that? and I love like the the concept of it. I thought it was really cool, like just yeah. very slick kind of. I don't know how to. Yeah, say. yeah,
1: I really love those too. They're I think they're my favorite covers of mine. It it happens to be my personal favorite series as well um, of mine. <clears throat> but yeah, but I thought it was fun because we have there's an a magazine article inside each book mm-hmm. like the guys get <clears throat> get interviewed by Gearshark magazine mm-hmm. and it's in the book so it kind of goes with the cover yeah. i thought it was fun super
0: fun i love that um and then i saw that you have ivory white which is a modern retelling of snow white um and mm-hmm. so i wondered if you found that fun or intimidating to write you know kind of a, something that you know people have such a a preconceived notion of right
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's actually my newest book. Um, my newest release. I actually have it here. I'll show you the cover. It's so pretty.
0: I love that cover too. It's very uh, fashionista. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, I love it too. Um, But yeah, and I don't, I didn't really set out to write like a retelling, mm-hmm. but obviously it is a retelling. And I like what started that out was one day I was like, oh, I want to write about a girl in a house full of guys. <laughs> like, Like, okay. Like, it's kind of like the whole alien thing. I'm going to write an alien. Okay. You know, and today I'm like, I'm going to write about this girl with all these boys in a house, you know? (laughs) But, and I just kind of was like, and the original title of it was Ivory White in the Slammer because I was like, what if, what if Snow White goes to jail? (laughs) I'm like, what would happen if she went to jail? And I'm like, like, I just come up with these, like, ridiculous things and then I I, it kind of turned into like an actual book and um like she does end up in a house full of guys but it's it's the dwarves you know but they're not dwarves in my world I call them misfits and um they're just kind of like um misfits they're they're basically criminals (laughs) She
0: She just ended up with a bunch of
1: you know. They're basically criminals that live in the slums of New York, and Mm -hmm. she's from the Upper East Side, and she kind of tumbles into um, somebody tries to kill her, obviously, Mm -hmm. and um, the Huntsman, you know, and she runs and runs into this new world that she's never been in before, which is basically the slums in New York, because you know she's Upper East Side elite, so and she ends up with these guys. She doesn't. She does go to jail for a day and you know she does but I just thought it was um really fun to write I <laughs> um it was different like I get bored and I like want to try different things and write different plots and um it kind of spinned an idea for a whole series because now I'm gonna write a book for each one of the misfits oh nice so yeah. and I'm trying to give those fairy tale themes too but they won't be like I don't really know if I'll call them retellings but they're, you know, like a contemporary mm-hmm. fairy tale feel, yeah. I don't, that's really, I don't funny. know if that's a genre, but it is now. <laughs> <out.
0: is>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, yeah, I think that's really fun, I, I think about, like, classic stories mostly, because I have a toddler, and she, oh, yeah, to hear stories from my mouth, which means, will you make up a, a story, right, yeah. um, <laughs> and so they can be very interesting, and we have lots mm-hmm. of, like, Peter Pan themed ones, and I try to spin, you know, a, a lesson in there but yeah Yeah. i think it's so fun to to kind of to go back to those stories that you loved perhaps like as a child or whatever but but make them very not like yeah
1: (laughs) yeah you know kind of put a modern twist on it and be like if this happened in today's world what would it be like you know
0: yeah that reminds me um i don't know if you like um like pride and prejudice at all but um, oh yes yeah so have you seen the movie lost in austin No. Oh, it's so good. So it's, like, this modern-day girl who's obsessed with Pride and Prejudice, and she's kind of disappointed that, like, her current boyfriend is nothing like Mr. Darcy, like, Mr. Darcy has no sense of, like, wanting to woo her, um, (laughs) and then she, like, accidentally steps through a portal into, like, Pride and Prejudice world, and then basically Elizabeth Bennett, like, switches places with her, and then basically things start to, like, She's like, this is not how the story goes, and it's like she feels like she's screwing everything up. It's really, it's really a fun one. Um, yeah, it's lost in A U S T E N, like Jane Austen, so.
1: oh, and it's a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm totally gonna look for
0: it. <laughs> it may have been a book too, but I always knew it as a movie, and it was. Yeah. It's a really, really fun movie. So. It sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I have to ask you a. Uh, I'm a K-pop version and so I wondered like where would you recommend I start because I know like tons of people love it and I feel like I'm missing out on something here. (laughs) So so are you asking me about K-pop the
1: music or are you asking me about K-dramas the shows? Which do you prefer and what would you recommend starting? I mean I do I I I started out with K-dramas and now of course I listen to K-pop um music um (laughs) but um the usual, for music, usual K-pop, I mean, BTS, NCT 127, um, oh my gosh, there's so many, Monster X, there's just, there's so many groups, um, I could go on for
0: like, let's well. start with those, I feel like I have yeah. some good homework here, you have a movie to watch, and I have some music to listen to, and we'll compare notes, <laughs> there
1: we go, yeah. but yeah, and I love K-dramas, um, they're, They're just like, they feel so much different than like um, American TV. Mm -hmm. Like I just, they're just like a lot, I don't know. Sweet. Uh, Sometimes I feel like their books come to life. Mm. Like sometimes like the stories and like, sometimes they're so extra. Like, it's just like, extra and you're like really like like they like literally will get like a a hangnail and they're like at the hospital and I'm like y'all are ridiculous (laughs) like this is ridiculous but yet it is entertaining (laughs) but um yeah they just have a lot of like drama plots and it's just I just feel like they have really good stories and I really
0: like I like watching them (laughs) you love them yeah that's That's interesting. We watch, I'd say, a lot more British and Australian TV. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, like, you know, kind of cozy murder mysteries and stuff. And I feel like I would never watch like an American murder mystery because they're always too like gory for me. But the I don't know. It's like, maybe it's the accents. I just love the accents. <laughs>
1: and it's really, it's really different. Like the differences in cultures and like the different kinds of like ways they produce TV and mm-hmm. even books, you know, like, you know, like they do the webtoons over there and the, the anime, mm-hmm. and the, you know, it's all like comic book style and stuff. It's just really different. It's neat to kind of see like the different, you know, ways that other cultures do things
0: yeah to see like kind of the different ways that creativity manifests itself mm-hmm. based on what the culture wants or maybe what people yeah. in it yeah yeah and like
1: what the culture wants and like like I know like with a lot of k-drama it's very like I feel like American TV and even books and stuff are like it's risque like it shows a lot like and I'm i'm down with that you know hey I, I write it i don't i don't judge i'm just saying it's just they show a lot in yes. in k-drama it's like 10 episodes in and you're like oh they held hands hey, you know what i mean you're like ooh, you know like you know and like their kisses or are like you know like it's and just- that's it it's like on American TV, they're like flinging their clothes everywhere and rolling on the bed, and you're like, good lord, you know, and in K-drama, you're like, "Oh, they held hands! (laughs) (laughs) really
0: flushing, yeah. It's funny, because I do, I was guessing it was more kind of slow burn, like that. Oh, yes. But, I mean, that's, that's a really good skill to have, right, to, to be able to really build up that tension. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You do get excited about oh they're more yeah. hands, right? Yeah. Like, okay. You're, You're like, like ooh, <laughs> you also <laughs> waited so long, you know, you want that payoff, right? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: It's really interesting too, from like a different writer, from a as a writer from a different writer perspective, because it shows you like different. I feel like you know Americans we all like the same, like, you know, they keep remaking the same movie over and over and over. You know, in a way, K-drama plots and stuff are a little bit fresh because it is, it's like a different perspective on creativity and stories and stuff. So it's actually, it's just really interesting to see the differences. Do you feel like that influences your writing? I think it does now. Mm -hmm. It has um I try not to let it because you know I always like to be like oh I want my stuff to feel like mine Mm -hmm. but I think it definitely gives you a new way of thinking at things and like seeing the world and seeing characters and things like that and that gives you fresh ideas and Mm -hmm. you know helps you take on different characters yeah I think if that makes sense
0: (laughs) definitely does yeah um I feel like since becoming a more dedicated writer or whatever I was gonna say serious but whatever um I feel like watching tv sometimes is kind of a letdown for me, yes. for me because it's like I either already know what's gonna happen yeah pretty good guess right and my mom's always like ah oh, like how did you do that and it's like well it's kind of just like the story structure and what you expect, um, so I feel like it takes a lot for something to really, like, wow me, and when it yes. does, then I'm like, oh my gosh, right, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, I totally get it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well, I have to ask, like, what motivates you, do you feel like to keep writing, because you, you've written so many stories in so many genres, do you feel like it's just that curiosity about different things, or just a love of writing, or what do you feel like keeps you motivated? <sighs> <laughs> I'm like should I retract my question
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I Look think it must, <laughs> yeah it must be the love of writing it has to be because why else would you keep doing <laughs> something you know what I mean like it has to be like I think it is it's the love of writing and like the feeling of um I know it sounds odd, but I'm sure as a writer, you probably understand, but the feeling of like having characters inside of you that want to tell their story Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, like wanting to get their worlds out in like their words and things like that and like experience life through them. Mm -hmm. Like, and I feel like that's what keeps me going. And also the readers keep me going. I know, you know, when they say, oh, I've been waiting for this because I know, um, this year, I have only put out one book, which is Ivory White, and um, that's really unusual for me. I usually am like four or five books a year. Um, So one book, so it was been like a like, a rough year, because I was kind of, like, it's been a rough year for everybody, but, like, for me, like, mentally, and, like, yeah. I was feeling burned out on writing, because I do have so many books, and, you know, it's, like, how many times can I write a sex scene? It's all the same, you know, or how many times can I do this, or, you know, you just kind of lose that spark or whatever, and then, um, you know, I got the idea for Ivory White, so I was working on that, but, yeah, I think it's just a it's just something that you almost are compelled to do. Like I just feel like compelled to to do it. Even on the days when it's like so hard and you're like uh you're staring at the page for like three hours and you're like we've written four sentences and you're like
0: <laughs> And they also have, no, I'm just kidding
1: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so yeah maybe, or you write half a book and the whole book you're like this is the worst piece of crap I've ever written in my life. You know, nobody's going to read this and this is going to tank my career. Everyone's going to nothing. No no one's going to read anything I ever write again. Yeah, you know.
0: I think But yet I still do it. <laughs> you still do it. Well, I mean, one yay for writing another book even in a very difficult year and producing it because I mean, this year, yeah, it has been a challenge and I know I mean, from writers I've talked to or listened to or myself, like, everybody goes through burnout at some yeah. phase, okay. whether it's because of what's going on in your life or just writing or whatever. Um, yeah. And so I think, you know, like, thank you for sharing, like, being vulnerable enough to share that with me, because it, it, it is encouraging for me, who sees someone who's successful like you, not that I want you to experience burnout or, you know, these kind of fears and perhaps insecurities in a way but I think we all oh, yeah. feel that right it's all like, Oh yeah we all do and yeah. like you know like and I
1: you know I I wrote like a a blog post on my website um about it about you know why I hadn't been writing and things like that and I really just like mm-hmm said it, you know, I was like, you know, I just feel like, I, you know, it's sometimes you feel like your career isn't where you want it to be, and you're like, oh, I've written all these books, but I'm still not where I want to be, and you know, it just, it's an ebb and flow type of thing, it's, you know, you just have to keep at it. If you really love it, you'll just keep at it.
0: (laughs) I think that's, I think that's the thing, is like, the biggest thing to me is seeing it as kind of a journey and a marathon, and not a sprint, and knowing, like, things take time sometimes more than we want, especially in a society where we're like, you know. Yes. You know what? I was telling my daughter this last night because we'd go on these walks around the neighborhood after dinner and somebody got in DoorDash. And so she was like, oh, did they get pizza? And I was like, well, I don't know. They could have gotten anything. And I was like, when I was a kid dating myself, right? Like you could really only get pizza delivered to your house and you called on the phone. And now it's like, you want Oreos at your doorstep in an hour? You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. You want whatever, like it's just mind-boggling. So I know, right? Yeah, it's times time to to change. Go. Yes, they do. Um, so my my last question is, um, that well, one is a comment that a question, I guess. Um, you and your husband are super cute. I've I see you guys on social media, and I'm like, oh, they're so cute. My my husband <laughs> is like so not on social media. Um, <laughs> And so I guess, uh, but he is very supportive, um, as your husband seems to be. So I wondered if that was the case and if he reads your books or, um, if he's just like your kind of silent cheerleader like mine. (laughs)
1: Um, he is very supportive. Um, he, he's a retired Marine. So, um, I really feel like he worked so long and, you know, and I was able to stay home and kind of build my, my career Mm -hmm. and kind of build my business, um, because he worked, you know he worked so hard so um he's very supportive and um he does all my post office runs and mails out all the giveaways and he's in my fan my not my fan club my reader group he's in there and they all know him and they all talk to him and he comes to my book signings and everybody knows him oh mr sean you know and they all you know i'm like i always laugh and i tell him that he's more popular than i am um Like for real though. And I'm like, you should just write a book. Everybody would buy it because it's you. <laughs> but, um, he actually does not read my books because he actually does not like to read. <laughs>
0: wow. Of,
1: of all that he's read, um, I think he's read like two of my books. He's read text, which text, um, is about a Marine. And mm-hmm. I, he read it for me just to make sure I had like some terminology right and, yeah. you know, things like that. And um, so he, he read that one and I don't, I don't know if he's read any other <laughs> Um, but he's really just not a big reader. Um, but I'll like tell him plots and be yeah. like, so, you know, I'll be like, so if you were going to kill someone, how would you do it? <laughs> Can he like later info? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, what? And I'm like, you know, if you were just going to murder somebody, would you, you know, how would you do it? Or, you know, or, you, you know, I'd like bounce weird scenarios off yeah. him. He's used to these weird conversations <laughs> by now. I'm like, so. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, he's definitely very supportive, but he's not much of a reader, so.
0: (laughs) That's funny, yeah, mine is a big audiobook lover, and he likes to read, but more, like, nonfiction, military history, or whatever else, um, but yeah, we bought in the the plot ideas, um, he's always helping me with that, and then, yeah, I imagine if I had him on audiobook, maybe he would listen, but we'll see. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You never know. Um, Anyways, well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. It's been a pleasure getting to know you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, So before you go, I have to ask what three things you're grateful for today. For those who have read my book, Unexpected, it's a nanny single parent romance where the guy is the younger nanny. Um, And so it's kind of a twist, but um, every night he asks the little girl, he watches what three things she's grateful for.
1: Mm. Well, I'm grateful for health. Because you know, I've not always had health and I have an autoimmune disorder, and um, so I'm grateful that I'm doing well with health and I'm able to, you know, exercise and do all the things that I want to do. So I'm grateful for that, and I'm grateful for oh my goodness, I'm grateful for a lot of things like coffee. I know that's like really lame, but like, look, coffee is my BFF, <laughs> it is grateful so- for yeah. that crap. <laughs> i'm gonna drink some when i'm done this interview (laughs) so i'm grateful for coffee and i'm you know i'm grateful for um oh my goodness i'm grateful for my readers um for really um kind of like being a cheerleader and a support system because as i said i only wrote one book this year and i really thought that they would forget about me you know because i think as a writer you worry that um I always say, which I don't know if that's true, but I always say to my husband, you're only as good as your, as your last release, you know, and I'm like 50 books later. And I'm still saying that like, I'm not telling you people that like everybody watching, I'm not saying that's true, but I'm running around spouting that off every five minutes to my husband. So, you know, because there's so many books coming out from so many talented authors and it's just, boom, boom, boom. And it's like, the market is so saturated that I feel like if you're not putting stuff out, I worry that you'll get lost in the crowd, you know? So it's really great when you have um, readers and fans that um, will
0: stay with you and remember you and
1: encourage you and read your stuff. So I'm really grateful for that
0: very special sometimes the relationship that we get to have with readers and it's, mm-hmm. it's something definitely to be grateful for so yeah <laughs> well thank you um and uh you can find links to all of cambria's books on her instagram bio most of which are available in kindle unlimited and be sure to visit her website and sign up for newsletter uh to stay up to date on her new releases um until next week this is jenna hartley cheers to love laughter and happily ever afters. <coughs> Stay true to yourself and keep sharing your gifts with the world because we need more women's voices like yours. Thank you for listening and I can't wait to see you again. Like what you hear? Hit that subscribe button. Uh, Share it with a friend. The more empowered women we have, the stronger the world is, the better we'll be. Thanks!